things and be able to live our lives normally it's just becoming such a dire situation and we're having to support each other because there doesn't seem to be anything else out there right now wow that is the biggest um title i've ever heard but i love it (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it has to be it has to cover all of that so mental health who wants to kick kick this one off we've already been discussing it today I have to say and um I this morning put a post on my Facebook and I mean social media mm-hmm. is great for some things is I'd already put a post on my um, on my Facebook page just to say that um you know I I'm I've been triggered and I feel crap and people say you know just tell us tell us you know speak about it and actually it's it's not what happens in real life it's not the support that we get so yeah and I I was feeling pretty peed off and angry because when I as soon as I put that post on which was six o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep last night at all um by seven o'clock I had five uh women that were either friends or people I've worked with or colleagues but five women that were saying yeah Lou I felt suicidal yeah I've been going through the same thing yes Lou I've had triggers um and going through different scenarios and feeling very alone and saying to me I thank god you've put that up there because it just 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 made me feel normal um so why is it why is it that we you know people say oh yeah you can talk about this you know we, we talk about mental health and it's all healthy why is it that actually um the discussions are not out there we have them don't we ladies we I feel that it's just, um, it's still uh, like a taboo topic, like Mm. nobody wants to discuss it. Um, I feel maybe because they feel that they're going to be judged and people are just going to think that they're crazy or um, start naming and shaming and, Mm. but I, you know, I'd say like nine times out of 10, like everyone's got some form of mental health. Um, but people disguise just... it, Mina, don't yeah, they? There's loads they of people I know that um, are taking cocaine, are taking, um, you know, different. Um, either They're just self medicating. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? totally. Yeah. Take, you know, this is no judgment on them either. You, you have to do mm. what you have to do at the time. Um, like I used to have to drink a bottle of brandy every Friday. You know, before I went out the door, <laughs> I was self medicating to get out and be social. Um, but you know, it's we don't talk about it, and that's why people do self medicate. Mm. Um, that's why they do have to keep taking. Um, different substances um or alcohol or ovary and all of that stuff or or suffer anxiety in silence yeah just like where do we go to speak about this in this area and another one in another area and i wonder if there really would be a take up on it because again that um feeling of being judged and oh it's not me I don't have mental health problems and I don't you know I suffer depression but I I can get over it I can you know I know a lot of people that are in debt I think I was telling everyone I overspent um yesterday 
online pressing the button <laughs> you know on jumpers believe it or not as lost not as if I haven't got a, a wardrobe full but it was it was because I wasn't coping very well you know mm. and that's that's the truth of it um luckily I can send them back and I'm going to but where do we where do we go to talk about that has anyone anyone had experiences of of feeling really low and there is nowhere to go and then and then where, do, where what happens then like um i've i've experienced where i felt suicidal um and i wasn't coping very well yeah i'd planned my whole death and everything um and i was referred by my gp to um i think like talking therapies or something yeah. uh, to go meet them in person and they weren't helpful at all. They just kind of like brushed everything that I had said under the carpet yeah. um, and just told me to get on with it. Um, so like... Mina, I'm just checking out. Did they did they use those words or how did it feel at the time? Um, no, it was literally... The, those were the words like, you need to get on with it. Um, oh my God. Because I started telling them... Um, bits of what was happening to me um when I was staying with my in-laws and they were just literally telling me to do what I need to do like do the chores um and just grow up um and stop moaning about it but I don't think I don't know I just felt that they didn't understand or um I think you're right <clears throat> I think you're totally right um Mina how can they understand when you're so how did you how did you pick yourself up not as in get up and get on with it but how did you pick yourself up from that being in um, a suicidal place to be honest I couldn't I just felt like very alone like I felt like I had nowhere to go um I didn't have anyone that would understand me like I couldn't at the time like I couldn't really verbalize and pinpoint Mm. everything that was going on it was just certain things that was happening there and even understand myself um Louise what are you thinking I'm just feeling really, really grateful to be part of this group mm. with 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 people around me that can, you know, understand and get where I'm coming from. Because I think for so many years I lived in a in a state of not feeling good enough and that mm. not feeling good enough leads you to feel like it would just you know it would be better if I just wasn't here nobody it wouldn't mm. have an impact on anybody because I'm useless and I just uh, I, I think for myself not having such a good week last week yeah but for, you know with the education that I've I've now got and and you know Back before, I would have been drinking or completely overspending or anything to try and mm. numb it. Whereas now, you know, even though it's difficult, I I will sit with it. Mm. Um, but uh, and I I feel like there needs to there needs to be more 
safe places because I don't, you know, I've had counselling. Um, I've been to the doctors many a time, yeah, yeah. trying to explain how I felt. I think that's most probably all of us on here, isn't yeah. it? Uh, definitely. I don't feel like I don't feel like I've I don't feel like there's many places. <laughs> well, don't feel like there's hardly any places that have made me feel sat <laughs> as safe and unjudged as I feel here. Yeah. yeah, I have to tell everyone that I've paid Louise in fifty pound notes. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes such a huge difference, and this is this is what needs to be, you know. That that's when somebody's feeling that vulnerable. Mm. That's one of the most important things. You know, Louise, I I, I love this space. You know, um, that we've created because it is the. I think it's just so undervalued the importance of talking and not even talking about therapy. Mm. I know therapy is a, is a crucial sometimes part of healing um, from trauma. And most of us are victims of either childhood trauma or combination of childhood trauma, sexual abuse in childhood, uh, rape um, and domestic abuse. There's a combination of all of that running through this group. I, I feel that, um talking is so so and people listening as well um is so so incredibly um important but understated so people could set up these groups you know um I think that's why years ago I know I'm going off track now as I do but I I was just (laughs) thinking about years ago when um the family unit seemed to be more important um with aunties and uncles um and extended family and cousins um I feel like maybe I don't know see as soon as I said that I thought oh no I could think of all different cases where that isn't that isn't good Mm -hmm. but actually you know where there are strong healthy families I think I'm talking about be part of something be part of guidance and care and love I, I think yeah, I think it's so underrated, not just for women, for men as well, you know, for boys in all generations. Um, yeah, I don't know where that comes well, from. I think a huge part of it is, like you said, well, that happened back then, you know, get over it. Or mm. it, It's to be told that it's okay, not to be okay. Yeah. And to validate what's actually happened to us. Yeah, I mean to feel in that place that you were Mina and then to have that response um you know well done for being here I think um but some of us um never go to services and we have a really negative response like get on with it um, from our family and from our friends mm. and um you know another thing we were talking about earlier was how it's not recognized that yes I'm still traumatized oh yeah it was when I was a child and um you know in my early teens or whatever and now I am 52 and yes I still get triggered yes I still have flashbacks yes I still have bad dreams yes I'm able to cope uh, with most things but I have some really bad days sometimes which causes my post-traumatic stress um to go haywire why is it that that's so hard for people to understand unless you are a soldier, you know, and this is no 
disrespect to anyone in the armed forces. I have great respect for them. Um, you know, it's almost like accepted. Oh, yeah, post-traumatic stress, we understand that. We understand that. But if you are a victim of violence, um, it's almost like or a, a victim of an abusive marriage or abusive parents. That, aren't you over that yet? That was 10 years ago. You know, would you say that to someone um, that hurt, that has, you know, almost that proof and that badge of honour because mm. it's in an establishment? Um, I don't think you would. I don't know many people that would, would question that um, from a soldier. Well, I think one of the comments that I've had a lot from family members in my family mm. is, you know, that happened when you was a child, for God's sake. You're an adult now. It, yeah. Why do you keep living in the past? Yeah. Well, do you honestly think I enjoy having flashbacks, etc.? I don't choose to yeah. live like that. Mm. oh god I can so relate to that I'm just thinking of how many people in my family it's like oh I think she likes talking about it you know I've been through worse I have one person in my family tell me the story details about um what abuse they went through um as as a much younger person and um almost like as a badge of honor it's like look at me um, look at look at how I've you know I don't go on about it um, but yeah I do look at you and I can see how um, actually you refuse to acknowledge mental health and how some people are ill around you so it's um it's that's it's that stigma isn't it again that um, I'm strong um, where I see people as, as strong is when they're vulnerable yeah in a strange yeah. sort of way I don't know how you explain that does everyone know what I mean? Everyone's nodding, but do you, do you all yeah. know what I mean when I say yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, um, Nina, what do you think about what we're saying? And only just, to, you know, everyone's invited to to um, speak freely. Um, so I've been in a similar place to, to Mina um, and was given medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also previous to that real low, low stage, I'd done years of therapy, but privately, um, it wasn't in this country, admittedly, Mm. but from what I hear, the similarities, um, they can occur here as well in that the therapy that is given is not targeted for domestic abuse, Mm. for domestic violence. So you would have to seek out um, specific domestic violence counsellors. Whereas normal talking therapies or other accessible services, they may just be dealing with um, general um, mental health issues, Mm. whatever they may be. But when you need to from my experience you need to access the trauma the things that go deeper I was gonna say as you said that I was thinking of a deeper level of trauma it's Um, very very deep mm. and it can be historic and it can be generational where they're not looking at that Mm. um so in the end for me in the situation that I've come from because um it has come I did come from abroad um how can I put it 
I did have access. I was quite lucky. Actually, when I'd come out of my really low suicidal period mm. is when I started. Soon after that, I started Freedom, which saved me. Yeah. Your program. Yeah. Um, I've paid. I've paid. Yeah, no, well. I'm not joking. I've, and just, so, I've just slipped her a couple of £20 notes. I, I've, I've changed up the rest of the, 20, more, the 50s more later. More therapeutic than years of therapy that I had ever, ever had. And I tried all sorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, following that, I was very lucky to also have had access to another service. Um, I don't know if I can mention it here. Oh, please but, do. Yeah, we need yeah. to know about good services. So it was through, it was the Ascent. Um, oh, right. Isn't that Women and Girls Network? Yes. In London. Yeah. They yeah. are fabulous. They were fabulous. I went on one session, which was course. It was a six-week course, which was interrupted. Yeah. Um, and I do believe a lot of the time it's also the facilitator that makes all the difference yeah. Mm. Yeah. In, within the same program. So that was interrupted and it, because of COVID, it came back um, an online version Yeah. and there was an amazing facilitator. Wow. I don't know if I can name as well. Um, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, Pavi? we need to know about these fantastic Pavi? workers. Paveen, oh yeah, I spoke she to Paveen. She is amazing. She I know you know her. Yeah. yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, and she immediately identified that I needed one-to-one mm. sessions, trauma sessions, yeah. and so I was very lucky to have that. So I had dedicated, targeted. Um, sessions oh what a but difference isn't it Nina when we get was, people that know their stuff yeah instead of just like letting us sit in it and but it's finding them I've been lucky and I can't I can't deny that but I understand people out there luck, it shouldn't luck. have to be luck that's what I mean you should yeah. be able to access this without having to have millions to be able to try they all say all oh, try around different therapists well how can you if you don't yeah. have the money yeah, to yeah. do that yeah um and to back all this up as well, mm. um, I felt that I was also very lucky in that I also, um, through volunteering, managed to have access to the Slam Recovery College, which I myself have found very useful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they do targeted sessions and you join when you want. And then I also did my own. Um, I've done a lot of courses as well. So yeah. it, it's all backed up. And then plus, um, was it Louise that was saying um, how useful this has been? More useful than this. This is like therapy, a, a super special therapy and at, that, at a different level. Does anyone want to join in and actually it from their point of view? No, for me, um, this is a safe place. I think this is like the first time in all the years that I've been trying to get help um this has been a safe place for me to speak mm. um and I can meet real people who have lived similar kind of experiences to me and I can really relate <clears throat> and it makes me feel like I'm normal I'm not abnormal there's nothing wrong with me um and it's okay 
that I have felt the way I have felt. And there's been a reason to why I have felt the way I have felt. There's been a reason to why I've done the things that I've done. Um, And it just all makes sense. And it's kind of made me a lot stronger knowing that there's been other people like myself going through similar situations um, and just knowing that I'm not alone. But yeah, it's, um, it's, you, I, I do believe, um, and maybe Anna can back me up on this or, or, or challenge me on it, but I do believe that there is something that it is just so simple about regular you know, having a space that is weekly, not monthly, that is um, not expensive, that is that we can get there. So it is online. And, and maybe I would have challenged whether we could do this sort of stuff online. But, you know, COVID has, has sort of pushed us to look at how we work bet in any group. But once that was, um, you know, once that was aired, it's just a space that we all meet every week um, to just be. And I, I feel like that's been the most important thing. You can just be. And sometimes it's hard when, you're, when you have mental health to talk about stuff. Um, what I wanted to say is, for the first time today, I've really struggled with this group, as in I find it hard to talk about DV why would I want to burden myself with DV? Because I've been, I spent so many years living it, etc. Um, so I have struggled with this group. But for today, for example, uh, difficulty to how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, so I actually really, really, really wanted to come on this call today, which is the first time I felt that actual sort of kind of pull. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, I think for me, it's, um, I feel like I've been transported into another world and I'm learning and growing. I didn't realise that people have feelings. I didn't realise our, our, our day was um, uh, mapped out by our feelings, etc. It seems kind of crazy, but I just didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so now to discuss feelings and how you because you're feeling like that is just so empowering to know all these kind of things uh, a bit, uh, an example would be that I didn't know what a trigger was until a couple of years ago yeah yeah and and you know the thing is Anna that's huge isn't it because triggers we're triggered most of the time if we we've suffered trauma a lot of us are in our trauma and being triggered sometimes for days and we're 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 self I call it um self-soothing but self-soothing before we know what that is can be um very sabotaging because it's usually what we've picked up at a point of of a really vulnerable place so it could be drink um self-soothing can be overeating or or just just like spending too much like me um shoplifting I think I've spoke about this before I had like when when 
um, I was in my early twenties and just had my, my two babies. Um, you know, I was out shoplifting most of the time for, for ridiculous things that I didn't need. I mean, how shameful can that feel? Um, that people think that you would have been a thief or it was stuff that I never ever spoke about I don't even understand why I did it but we are drawn to do things to ease things you know sometimes some people will gamble I mean I could just go through a list now um, anything that I'm missing out please let me know but what else there's hundreds and I can't think of think of them but they can be really um, sabotaging to our lives as we get older they don't fit anymore they don't serve a purpose and actually we just bury ourselves in that shame so it can be really difficult um can I just give you an example of we talked we talked about this being under the head of of mental health I decided not to my contract ended and I decided not to go back to work um for the sake of my kids and for the sake of my mental health I I couldn't I honestly say I couldn't work Mm. um because my head I just couldn't function in the day um I have not got to the stage two years later where I can go to an interview and comfortably say I took two years off to look after my mental health Mm. until we get to that, that stage I think we're not there um yeah Oh God, and... Anna, what a great what a great um thing to bring into this conversation mm-hmm. is um you are so right and as a as a professional um that sounded a bit up my own mind, <laughs> didn't it? But as as a person, as a specialist working in DV, I think um, you know, there's an I don't I don't know a lot of specialists that talk about this stuff, yet it should be you know hugely important about talking about mental health when you're frontline staff working with this stuff uh, working online with trauma and um you know there will be a percentage as there is in society of those workers that have been traumatized as children you know why or or, or as adults that have drawn them to those jobs as well not all but some of them i never very very rarely have i heard in conferences um about us as workers as women as people as humans having to take care I almost sound like I'm the one that's got a problem because I'm constantly saying are we all taking care um do we look after ourselves and promote what we promote in um you know other victims of crime are we, are we looking after ourselves are we just giving that message to others and we go home and collapse um and I've seen people, um, you know, don't really respond to that. Why is that? Is that the shame? So, yeah, it's it's huge. Thank you for bringing that in, Anna. Yeah. Any, any, oh, sorry, Anna. So I think it takes immense courage to go to the doctor to say you're depressed or, there's, you know, you need antidepressants. It also takes immense courage and time to go to... Uh, women's refuge or mm. women's aid etc so that has to be praised not demonized yeah. um and it is demonized um and i just cannot get to this get to the point where i can happily say look i've taken the two years off because i needed to look after myself 
I didn't know that at the time, but that's yeah. what I've uh, had to do. Yeah. I've learned loads within this two years, and I believe I'm a stronger person. And to me, the person that I'm presenting in that interview now mm. is a much stronger person than two years ago. Yeah. So I just cannot. I think it's all it's all talk in the media. Mm. Um, we it's all hyped up that we talk about the mental health, but actually we don't. I, yeah. I I agree. I think everyone's agreeing. Um, I agree. I think it's all border dash. That is a word, isn't it? Dash a word? <laughs> I thought that was, was that... a game. I don't know. I don't know where I've heard that. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think now. Where where would I have heard that word? Anyway, I think that's border dash. That's stopping me swearing as well. Um, is is yeah. Oh yeah, we can speak about mental health. Can we? I've only just recently, well, I've only just recently had to do a CV after years and years. And I've put it in my CV um, about that I'm traumatised and I've suffered complex, I suffer, not suffered, um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder and um, have to take care of myself. I put it in my CV. and and But I think that I've, I'm honest, I think I've only put it in my CV now because I'm 52 and I think sod you I've got nothing to lose but I'm not quite sure I don't I don't know um if I would have had the courage to do that in my 20s because that's when I was suffering it as well and it was really oh it was heightened um how many people would welcome that and say wow you have a lot of its life experience bring it bring it to your position um and from my personal experience, I've I've asked for mental health help twice before. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I self-referred myself to talking therapies mm-hmm. and um, they kind of helped, but they didn't. Um, they helped in a way that they referred me to a domestic abuse service. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they offered was um, cognitive behavioral therapy that didn't help at all is that um, six weeks still Jenny? that was six weeks um and after four um the therapist all I did then was I was in the midst of preparing to leave the domestic abuse situation and mm. all I did in the, in the sessions were cry um yeah I didn't really do anything else and after four sessions the therapist said that I probably um need more of a counseling but they don't offer that service so um I would have to go and find my so almost opening the lid on mm. some really you know traumatic stuff and not being able to follow it up and I just I just want to mention everyone we're not you know we're not here we're not downing every service and don't go for CBT and stuff like that but we're going to just be honest mm. with you these are our experiences and you can't take our experiences mm. away and I, think I it, have it everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it wasn't the right thing for me at the time. Well, yeah, yeah. Time at all. Um, and the second time was my GP that I went to just after I left. Mm. Um, and she basically, similarly to what Mina said, told me not so much to get on with it, but she said, um, I could prescribe you some, something, but you um, are best to just live through it. You have to experience these feelings um but that was it it wasn't I think what I found with this group um, well started off with freedom and now continuing with this group it's like the therapy without being labeled as such that I needed I needed to go through the feelings 
but I needed to do it with being validated or being listened to you know I can't just go through it myself because I can't I couldn't make sense of my feelings then and to live through them is not living through them because you're experiencing something that you don't understand so you need like safe space or someone to discuss it with yeah um and like you said similarly to um like you said that some maybe we need like a family, extended family. I feel like this group has been that for me. And maybe you just need a family that you choose yourself, surround yourself yeah. with that will yeah. hold you when you're safe around. Oh, so are you all my sisters now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and please don't say that I'm your auntie because I'm the older one in here. <laughs> and, and then, unfortunately, going through family courts, this was not my, um, my own experience, but that of someone I know. Uh, who was going through similar and she contacted um, her GP who was um, more understanding than mine and and, um, she got referred to counselling that she never had because the counsellor at the first session said if you're going through family courts Mm -hmm. um, I don't want anything being used against you so I would advise you to wait till Mm. after it's all done so that's what pushed me into not asking help anymore for myself until it's all done and over with um because I'm scared it's it's still it feels like a stigma and and it feels like if it could be used as a weapon against me then by the defense um, you know Ginny it just reminds me this is another session that we have Mm. to do (laughs) talk about is um sexual violence cases you know and uh, is that uh, they're so traumatized if you've been raped um but they're you know the defense lawyers tend to use that as a battering ram against you that you've lied or something because it's it's come out in your counseling rather than so you have to wait maybe a year and a half to go to your trial um not to your trial no that was a good (laughs) Freudian slip there yeah your trial like you're on trial as the victim you have to wait um before you can have counseling um obviously you can have counselling I don't want to put anyone off if they're if they're going to do that but um often your advice will be you know that this could go against you um and it would like it's in some way influenced what you're going to say in court when actually no wouldn't it be better to have um you know the main witness of this crime um that has been given support for the trauma that it's been caused um through this um act wouldn't that be better than actually letting people sit in that traumatized state for well over a year to get to court to have to face their perpetrators in court which um I used to work as an advocacy um worker that went with women to court to rape cases child abuse cases and um I didn't know one woman that woman that was not traumatized and re-traumatised by having to face the perpetrator. As strong as we may want to feel and, you know, um, stand up for our rights and all of that, I'm not saying that we don't, but trauma is trauma. And if you're standing, um, you can't link and give the precise details that you need to give in court to get someone convicted. And that's why rape cases are so low on conviction rate and will continue and they've gone dropped you know we're talking January 2022 they've dropped significantly 
anyway, just gone on to another subject. But um, thank you for that, Ginny. Is there any anyone else that wants to um, say something before Shani wraps this up? <laughs> <laughs> anyone? No, okay. Well, um, wonderful speaking with Thank you for listening to us. And the trauma will continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bang on. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening and hearing women's true life experiences. Don't let the conversation stop here. If you want to be part of Freedom to Talk podcast, contact me. You can link yourself in through the website at www.freedomtogethercic.co.uk. Go to the Contact Me page and get in touch. If you have suffered any form of trauma and would like to know more about receiving neuro-experiential online therapy from myself, please check out the website for more information. Take care and be safe.